Warren Buffett just did something that was absolutely amazing. He, he just made uh, a ton of money very quickly. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Warren Buffett's investment in Apple. That was absolutely epic. And we're going to also break down what's going on in the financial market. So get comfortable. Buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under one condition. The condition is that we are black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list. Black first means that we, um, our people matter to us. Black first means that we are prepared for the future because we learn how to solve our own problems. If you agree with that philosophy, if it's okay with you, if it's okay if, that I can be black and we're not afraid to be black, put a hashtag B1 in the chat, hashtag B1. I got to ask permission to be black because you got some black people out here that are scared to be black. They think if you're too black, that that, that ain't nobody going to be your friend. Ain't nobody going to work with you. You put the word black in with the black business school. Why you got to call it the black business school? They do it. Yeah, like, why don't you just call it the business school? Because you're, 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 you're selling yourself short. You're alienating yourself. You're, you're going to scare some people away. Well, if you scared of the word black, if the word black scares you, I know a couple of good black therapists that you could talk to, but you probably don't want to talk to none of them. I, if you, if the word black scares you, then, <laughs> then I don't know. I'm just going to pray for you. I don't want you up in this spot. I'm going to tell you that much right now. So anyway, guys, I want to say hello to everybody, Robin. And I see you, uh, GC and DW and, and all my friends out there in DC. I heard about that snowstorm. Uh, I, my prayers are with you. I hope everything's all right for you out there. Uh, give me a yes in the chat. Let me know you can hear me because my audio sometimes is a little bit funny. I'm on the road a little, uh, this week. Uh, so uh, let me know if you can hear me. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me. And please hit that thumbs up button. Hit that thumbs up button. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, Warren Buffett, give me a yes or no. How many of you have heard of Warren Buffett? How many of you know a little bit about the Oracle of Omaha? Uh, Warren Buffett might be one of the richest uh, white men ever. Uh, he's one of the best investors around. He's made a lot of money, and God bless him. He's good at it, what he does, and I don't hate him for it. Um, and uh, Warren Buffett uh, is the topic of today's podcast because Warren Buffett just pulled off something that was epic and historic. Uh, Warren Buffett, uh, apparently his company, Berkshire Hathaway, made an investment in Apple. It was a modest little investment, only only $36 billion dollars. Only thirty-six billion dollars, but I'm but I'm gonna translate that to your life in a minute. But but so don't so don't think that we just talk about rich people and don't think that only white people know how to build wealth. Like don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't start making excuses because you know you got those Negro naysayers, you know, who find a problem with every solution. Well, well, you know, the only reason he got money is because his daddy gave it to him. And, well, you don't inherit hundred and twenty billion. Well, the only reason he got money is because Charlie Munger hooked him up. Oh, no, sorry, that no, I, I, I I'm sorry, that ain't gonna work. Well, the only reason he got money is because he's white. Well, no, I know a lot of white people who don't have $120 billion. So let's stop all that, man. Come on, seriously. Let's put that put that stuff in our pocket. Let's put the limitations to the side and let's talk about possibilities. So let me tell you how Buffett got his money. And then I'm going to tell you how you can go get yours. So agreed? Agreed? Give me a yes in the chat if it's okay if I can break this down. And, and, and give me a yes in the chat if it's okay if I don't give any of us permission to feel sorry for ourselves. Ain't no feeling sorry for yourself up in here. We solve problems. So here's what, and we learn. We learn from what we see. So here's the deal. So Warren Buffett and his Berkshire Hathaway company made an investment in Apple. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. This is not Warren Buffett's greatest magic trick. 
Uh, his greatest magic trick was how he turned an investment of, I think, $122 in the 1940s into, I want to say, five or $600,000 today. That's a magic trick for you. I mean, that that's that's magical right there. I did a whole presentation about it. I believe it's at uh, blackfinancialsecurity.com. Uh, it, I, I think that's where I put it. I, I made the lecture free to the public because everybody needed to see it uh, because it shows the power of generational wealth, the power of compound interest, things like that. And then maybe that's not the lecture that's there. But if you go to blackfinancialsecurity.com, there is something there that's free for you and your family. Watch it because it'll teach you a lot about wealth and how people like Buffett get their money. So Buffett made an investment in Apple in 2016. So right now, Warren Buffett is, I believe he's over 90-something years old. Let me see. Let me Google that real quick. Hit the thumbs up button while I Google it. How old is one? See, Google is your friend. Warren Buffett is 91 years old. 91 years old. So at the ripe old age of about 85, at about 85 years old, right? So it ain't like he did it when he was a young man and got, got like an early start. It started when he was in diapers. No, no, he was, well, maybe he was, he could have been in diapers. I mean, I ain't making no jokes, but y'all know, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyway, so, so at 85 years old, Warren Buffett decides to make an investment in Apple. Even at 85 years old, this man was still looking at the future. And he uh, invested in, in Apple. He invested 36 billion. And that investment took off to the moon. And it's now worth, um, I want to say, approximately $160 billion today. $160 billion. This is in uh, This coincides with Apple's recent announcement that their, uh, that their market cap has hit $3 trillion. I believe they're the, they're the first $3 trillion company ever. Uh, also, um, if you look at the percentage of Apple that Buffett has owned throughout the years, he owned 1.1% of Apple in 2016. That grew to 5.4%. He owns a little bit less than a billion shares. He owns 907 million shares through Berkshire Hathaway. And uh, and he's he's just he's just killing the game. And and uh, and what they say here on, on I'm reading on CNBC, they said Buffett's aversion to high-flying tech stocks has been well documented. So he typically doesn't invest in companies like Apple. Warren Buffett is notoriously uh, well known for being a value investor. And the reason that Buffett has that approach to investing is that he got his training. If you go back and find out where Warren Buffett learned to invest, he learned to invest from a book that I remember us talking about regularly when I was getting my PhD. And the book was by Graham and Dodd. And I believe the title of the book was literally Value Investing, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was called Value Investing. So Graham and Dodd, who wrote this book, I believe during the Great Depression, I don't have all the stats in front of me, but uh, this book literally served as the foundation of Warren Buffett's uh, investment training. And, and now here's the deal. Here's what I want you to understand. To pay attention now, black people. There ain't nothing magical about Warren Buffett. Nothing, nothing's really magical. I mean, the most magical thing about Warren Buffett is that he's about as unmagical as they come. He's very simple-minded. He's very straightforward. You know, and, and he's brilliant in that way. That's his brilliance. His brilliance is that he doesn't overthink it. He's not going to pop you in the head with a bunch of fancy, uh, complex, 10-syllable words that that confuse you. He's not going to come in. See, that's the thing you got to be careful about. A lot of y'all here, people come and they talk to you about wealth and they're they're using all these uh, complex ratios and analyses and saying, well, what you need to do is you need to get the credit spread to to go put the money down into the into the the XRBs of the of the 4024s and the the YGs Ks and and it's confusing. It's like, what the hell? Has anybody ever done that? Have you ever gone to an investment seminar? And heard from an investment advisor who literally like wanted to impress you 
with all the crazy words that he likes to use and all the fancy words, like fancy terminology, just so he can talk over your head. And then because you're confused as hell, you just go ahead and you sign up for whatever he's offering you because you, you just don't know. You're too ashamed to maybe admit that you didn't understand a damn thing that he said. I don't know if anybody else has gone through that, but I see it happen all the time. And because I'm a finance professor, right? Professors are the people who train the financial experts. I see all this and I kind of laugh because what it causes people to do is it causes you to become intimidated by wealth. It it causes you to be intimidated by things like stock market investing. You become intimidated by this basic idea that, you know, that you want to get your money right so that your family's good. You know, and it's because we're intimidated, I don't know about y'all, but I tend to avoid things that intimidate me. I avoid things that bore me, things that scare me, things that annoy me. Like, like you avoid it naturally because you're like, man, this is too too much. I can't, I don't even want to think about it. I don't think about it. We don't talk about money. It's too, too complicated. Let me just tell you that what I love about Buffett, he's one of my favorite white people. What I love about Buffett is that Buffett keeps it simple. He keeps it very simple. And so Buffett says little things like, if you're not prepared to own a stock for at least five to 10 years, then you shouldn't own it for five to 10 minutes. He actually said 10 both times, but I say five to 10, five to 10. How many of y'all th- pay attention now when you're looking around at other people that are buying stocks right now, how many of those people are holding those damn stocks for five years? Yes or no. Do, do you think that most of your friends that you see investing that are jumping into the market and jumping into Dogecoin and 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 crypto and all these crazy cryptos and dollar looking for the looking for the uh, the penny stocks and all that. Are they holding their stocks for five years or are they holding them for a couple of days or maybe a week or two? Oh, man, I got a I got me a quick flip. I got me a quick flip on on some. Uh, I got I bought me some Gucci stock, and I got me a quick flip. Oh, that I found this company, man, and I bought it for three dollars, and it went up to seven. So I said I had to sell quick, man, yo, because I had to get my money out. You know what I'm talking about, right? Now I'm not making fun of you. If you're in that category, I'm not making fun of you. I promise you, I'm not. It's fine. I know day traders. I got a lot of friends that are day traders. Day traders are cool with me. But here's the deal: Buffett ain't no damn day trader, and he ain't sitting around stressing over minute-to-minute, hour-to-hour, day-to-day movements in the market. You know what Buffett does? Buffett looks at industries, and he says, what industry is going to be taken over in the future? That's easy. That's very easy to pick. It's very hard. There's something called the random walk hypothesis in stocks that makes it damn near impossible to predict what a stock is going to do tomorrow. You, you you think you can predict it, but you really can't. It's like predicting you know, a coin toss. Is it going to be heads or tails? You think you can predict it because you feel it in your bones because you're shaking the bones, you know, like at the casino and you feel it. Oh, I feel a seven. I feel a seven. No, you don't. You, you feel indigestion. That's what that is. You had to fart and you thought it was a seven. And then next thing you know, a two comes out and you're like, damn, I thought it was a seven, but I really had to fart because you weren't feeling anything. It was all psychological. Buffett doesn't shake the bones. Buffett is not a gambler. Buffett is an investor to the core, man. This this guy, I got to give him props. Shout out to this old the OGs. Him and Charlie Munger are in their nineties and doing like four or five hour press conferences. The only people I know that you know of that age or close to it that that have that kind of stamina is uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan. I sat with Minister Farrakhan for a twelve hour meeting uh, years ago. 
uh, where he and myself and about 10 other economic experts were talking about the economic future of the black community, making plans for black people. And literally the minister put me to shame because he sat there with us the entire 12 hours and did not even need a nap. Now me about three, four hours in, I need to go to sleep. I was kind of, my head was nodding. I was trying to stay focused because it's Mr. Farrakhan. I mean, I love the man. Right. But, but the minister literally put us all to shame. Right. So, so, so shout out to, to, to the OGs that, that are, that are really teaching all of us, all young people, those younger than me, uh, how to invest and what good stable investing looks like. This is what you call solid wealth creation. He won 120 billion. So let me translate that to you. It may seem out of touch. It may seem, man, like, man, I, I can't invest 36 billion in Apple. Maybe you can. I get that. I get that. None of us can. But maybe, maybe, maybe you could have put 3,600 in Apple. Maybe you could have picked $36 in Apple. Maybe you could have put $360 in Apple. You see, the thing about math, that the reason I love math, I love my woman, but but I think I, I don't know if I love math more than I love my woman or not. Because at least one, one advantage that math has over my woman, I love my woman though, she's pretty awesome. But 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 one advantage math has is that math is really consistent. I know exactly what math is going to give me every single time. And let me tell you about math. It scales directly. It scales very easily. So if Buffett made $120 billion on a $36 billion investment, that means that he would have made $120 million on a $36 million investment. Or he would have made $120,000 on a $36,000 investment. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you follow? Give me a yes in the chat if you follow what I'm saying. Some people think when I talk about math and random walk theories and financial concepts that I'm talking over black people say, well, black people don't want to talk about that. They will talk about the next verses. They want to talk about what their favorite rapper is doing and who his next baby mama is and, and who who's dating the, the Kardashians and all that. They want, they want shade room. They don't want intelligence. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe that you can, you can enjoy your shade room. That could be your guilty pleasure. Ain't no wrong with the shade room. Shout out to the shade room. But, but I think that black people also want to grow and evolve and understand what's going on and how these people are getting ahead. So here's the deal. There was a major money grab that happened right in front of you. This is this was not a heist that occurred in the middle of the night. This was not done by rich people using rich people's sneaky little connections and, and tax loopholes and, and all the little tricky things they do to keep poor people in their place. No, he did exactly the same damn thing that a lot of y'all did in this chat. Some of y'all did this. Some of y'all, I'm not gonna say that none of y'all did it because some of y'all did it. Some of y'all are in this chat right now. Give me a yes right now. If you made plays on stocks like Apple and saw your bank account go up. That's one area of the universe where, you know, the financial markets are not going to discriminate. If you own the stock, you will get paid just like the white man gets paid. So so I want you to kind of pay attention because these are where the big money grabs are occurring. And one of the things that you can feel sometimes is like, man, damn, I missed it. I missed it. That's called FOMO, fear of missing out. Like, damn, dang, man, why couldn't I bought Apple back when it was cheap? Dang, dang, man, dang. Well, let me just tell you something. 10 years ago, people were saying the same thing. 10 years ago, people were like, dang, I could have bought Google back when it was just 50 bucks. Dang, now it's $500. Dang, I missed out. It's 2010. Dang, I ain't nothing available now. Dang. Do you see how crazy that is? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Ain't no, you see, yeah, you got to understand, you don't live in the future. You live in the past. You don't live in the future. You don't live in the present. You live in the past. 
So, so that person in 2010 who thought that he missed it all, he, I missed it all because I, I didn't invest in 2007. Now the stock then went up and it's too high and I can't buy it now. Well, th- everything in 2010 is super cheap compared to what it is right now. So everything right now is probably super cheap compared to what it's going to cost in 2027. So I just wanted to show you guys what happened with Buffett and his, his investment in Apple. And Apple is a solid company. I think it's still got a lot of upside to it. I think they're going to continue to make money. I think with this metaverse thing, their income is going to explode. They're going to get into metaverse. I believe they're going to make a, a pair of uh, goggles, headset, whatever, that's going to be better than the Oculus. In fact, my wife and I are going to meet on our Oculuses tonight. Uh, I'm traveling, so that's what we do. We meet in the VR space and hang out a little bit. So I'm going to meet my wife on my Oculus, but I guarantee you that within a year or two, Apple is going to release a headset that's going to be as good or better than the Oculus because I am fully convinced that Apple and its CEO, Tim Cook, they hate Mark Zuckerberg. I believe they hate Mark Zuckerberg and they wanted to destroy him, which means they're probably going to compete with the Oculus. Another thing that Apple doesn't seem to like very much is Elon Musk. I think that they uh, remember Elon Musk tried to partner with Apple. Apple turned him down. So I believe that that's because Apple at some point is going to compete in the electric vehicle space as well. Those are two industries that are definitely going to emerge where trillions of dollars are definitely going to be made and crazy things are definitely going to happen. So if you're asking me, if, if your question to me is, hey, Dr. Woods, is it too late for me to invest in Apple? The answer is hell to the null, hell to the null, hell to the null, null, null. There's still plenty of upside there. I think Apple's a solid company to add to your portfolio. That's just my two cents. This is not investment advice. This is just me uh, letting you know what I think and some of the assets that I'm going to buy. Now, um, I'm going to go, guys. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Also, go to boycewalkins.com if you want to do a free trial in my stock market investing class. For those of you that are in class, uh, you know, today, because of what was going on with my family, we had a little family emergency. I wasn't myself. And also the link had expired, but I I reset everything. So next week, next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, we're going to meet. You can go ahead and put your questions in there for me now. I will answer your questions next week. Also, uh, Wednesday night, we're going to do the Dr. Boyce book club. So also, you can all this is at boycewalkins.com. The book club, we're reading Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson. It is an important book for black people to read. Uh, so instead of making you read it on your own, I'm reading it for you. I'm literally reading it out loud and interpreting every single word in that book uh, so that you can understand this because it's really important to understand how they took all the wealth from our community, how we're going to get that wealth back, and what a Powernomics plan looks like for our people. That's totally free to the community. That's every Wednesday night at 830. And then Thursday is the Black Wealth Boot Camp. The Black Wealth Boot Camp is where I show you every single trick I have figured out from myself and all my smart friends. I got a lot of smart friends on how to reduce your dependence on the corporate plantation, how to quit your job, how to never have to get a job again, all the different ways of making money, because the number one rule of making money is to learn where the money's at. And that is literally what the Black Wealth Bootcamp does. It is a great program. There's a money back guarantee for everything we do in the Black Business School. We have 150,000 students worldwide, and we want to be your HBCU. So if you will give us that shot, I guarantee you, we will impress the hell out of you. I don't care what, co- I don't care what college you went to. I don't care if they put you $200,000 in debt. We won't do any of that. And we will educate you 10 times better. And we also focus 
only on our people uh, so that our people can get the absolute best. My PhD is 100% real, and we're damn good at what we do. So feel free to go take a look. It's all at boyswalkins.com. Give me a yes in the chat if it's okay for me to mention all that because, you know, I got to mention this because we're, we, we, we're building on our own, and it takes a lot of work to do that. So I appreciate you guys at least giving us a shot. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'm going to chime back in a little bit later. God bless you. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Love you. See you later. Peace. 